Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, the pace are bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run on to that green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its loads of nights. We fought our team through thick and thin and all those glory nights. And when the game is done, we'll sing a song and talk it out all night. Hey! Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow. You are the first team. It's episode 34, season 6 for Tottenham Family Podcast. Joining me this week, Gilly from Italy. Hi, Jav. Hi, everyone. Hi, Gilly. Um, first pod for you since the um restart yes since yeah. project restart football in july crazy <laughs> um all right let's just go straight into um questions and comments from listeners kent goodrich his twitter handle is at kent goodrich who was your man of the match um yesterday evening i vote for me for getting through it without self-harming it was a painful watch wasn't it yeah it really was so it was really sterile and ponderous i thought both both sides you know both sides seemed to just cancel each other out uh but having said that i thought the first five ten minutes looked quite lively and mm. then, it, then it just sort of subsided i don't know quite what happened really i mean i've seen a lot on social media after the game saying that um that we got the three points, you know, a win for win, all of that sort of thing. And bearing in mind, you know, after the back of a bad performance against Sheffield United, if we had lost yesterday, for example, failed to win or were still lost, we would have slidden well, below Everton and, and, and into the um, bottom half of the table. Or the top of the bottom half of the table. You know what I mean, 10th or 11th position. So, you know, that is a positive, but... That's about, I'm struggling to find any more positives from that. It was pretty awful as a spectacle. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I've seen, in the last week, I've seen more games than probably, you know, since it, it restarted. So, you know, I'm starting to get back into it. But it, it just, just seems such an unreal element to it, to me. Uh, you know, I don't know how how, how much the players are, are affected or not, but... um. It really, it just seems very unreal. They seem to be going through the motions, a lot of them. Yeah. The pace of the game's just so slow, so slow and ponderous last night. Uh, I watched Everton uh, second half against uh, Leicester, and I think Leicester, they were already two up, so Leicester came back into it. But, they, you know, they, they looked a lot more lively than, than they did even against us that day. Uh, so we also had let's see what other questions we had uh, so Zoe Pearson um, Twitter handle is at Z underscore Pearson THFC did we really defend resolutely or were Everton just poor well I, I thought it was a good evening to be a, a Tottenham defender especially after last Thursday or Friday whenever it was in Sheffield mm. um, I remember I think Everton had a couple of chances I think Davis gave the ball away um, second half I remember and we recovered well there's a couple of tameish shots but like like I said before they were every bit as sterile and ponderous as we were whenever they tried to liven up we just kicked Richarlison <laughs> we seemed to kick him at every opportunity yesterday so um, but I did think Dyer I thought Dyer met lots of good headers Toby as well um, Aurier didn't get go forward as much as he normally does it seemed to me and Davis was generally generally stable but like I say what they were whether Everton were poor they were they were just as sterile as we were they didn't it's fair to say they didn't test us in the way that Sheffield United did um as bad as the performance of Sheffield United game was you we've got to give credit to to them to to, to the opposition they had a game plan they they set up well and and they caused his problems, um, and you know some of that maybe was self inf- self inflicted in the Sheffield United match. But yesterday, yeah, Everton didn't really do anything. It. I wonder if it's just one of those games where, um, uh, yesterday, where it was just you know you just put it down to two teams not playing particularly great and Spurs just sneaking a win. You know, and it's and maybe we shouldn't maybe we shouldn't read too much into it. I don't know. No, no, I agree. I just think the energy just seems so low from uh, 
from both sides. I'm, I'll be honest, I'm not reading masses into these games in terms of the next year or, or year and a half. I, it, like I said earlier, I think there's a, still an unreal sort of element to it, um, whether it's conscious or subconscious. It's, you know, a lot of the games are quite are quite meandering the, the ones that I've seen are quite meandering a lot of a lot of the time uh, to be fair to Sheffield United they've they've pretty much outplayed us twice this mm, season absolutely yeah a decent side I mean I think Everton have got some good players but at the risk of repeating myself as usual both sides just seem to look at, lack a bit of energy and you know desire to get beyond defenders and get right to the byline seem to cancel each other out mm. Question from John Steggles, who's Twitter handle is at JW Steggles. Better defensively from the last game, with little or no creativity in the middle, and absolutely no end products up front. Is this the plan? Well, defensively, like we said, there wasn't really much for them to do. Um, yes, it was better than the other day, but we, they weren't really tested. But the, the, going forward, I suppose, um, lack of creativity, middle of the park... Um, no product up front. We were a little bit maybe passive. It's another one of these games. Consider the West Ham game earlier this season. There are other games too earlier under Jose where we seem to, uh, you know, go ahead one nil and 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 then sit on it and don't really, don't really um, capitalise or don't really play high up the pitch and and press teams like we once did. Um, is this Jose ball going forward? Is this what we've got to get used to? Yeah, I mean, I, I think similar to you. I mean, you we score, especially if we go one up, and you get really excited. Then once you've sort of sat down again, you're thinking, oh no, we're going to manage, we're going to game manage now. <laughs> you know, it's going to be a little bit, uh, a little bit dull. Oh, do you remember when he first came in? I mean, there was that West Ham game, yeah, Burnley, yeah. Bournemouth. That he he wasn't, mm. you know, he was quite attacking then and we we played with a bit of bit of verve and and stuff I, and I and counter-attacking football can be that but um certainly wasn't last night if he's reverting to type or certainly the uh, the perception of him this is what he wants to do get ahead and, and manage the game the problem is up until last night where Everton didn't really extend us we don't really have the players to play that way successfully yeah. I mean, I hope he isn't. I hope he isn't gonna gonna play that way all the time. We did it against Norwich and Southampton, didn't we, before the break at home? And I think lots of us were very disappointed about that. Maybe we could swallow it against Liverpool or Man City, but when you and I know we had injuries and lack of low confidence, but it, I hope it's not the plan. I mean, to be kind about. The current manager, um, he's a pragmatist, shall we say, um, rather than uh, it'd be too easy for me to not knock his style. He's a pragmatist. He wins matches. Um, he knows it's not Serie A. He's managing Serie A. He knows the Premier League isn't Serie A. So we, we this team seldom play in that way that they look to. I was about being slightly unfair on Serie A, and you probably correct me. Probably even maybe Serie A, if say twenty-five, thirty years ago, might, might be more. Yeah. Might have been yeah, more. It's much more. Uh, yeah, it's much more yeah. varied. And yeah. there's a lot more attacking yeah. intent now. Um, yeah, and and the, the games you pointed to earlier, maybe less so the West Ham one. That was a bit of a crazy game, but but the yeah, even the Bournemouth game, the, the Burnley early on. Actually, I think back then we were on the players had a little bit of confidence. It was a little bit of new manager bounce, um, that sort of thing, and they were they were on the crest of that for a little while. I don't think we've got the personnel defensively anyway to to hold on to a lead. Um, why don't we? You know, we've got a natural DM or, or, or good enough units at the back right now. Um, and I think also if you look at Jose teams in the past, um, certainly his first spell at Chelsea the first season, even in his second spell when they won the league, at least up until January when we, when we humbled them on New Year's Day 5-3, um, and also when he was manager at Real Madrid, they, 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 they were, he had teams in the past that, that played good football and scored lots of goals. So I think it's a little bit of a misconception that... that that this is going to be the way forward, or this is what what we're seeing now is is, is what's going to happen next season. The thing that slightly concerns me is there's nothing wrong, like you said, with counter attacking football. It's great, you know, and you can get goals that way. And 
um, you know, that's, that's fine. But I think there are times when against certain teams like perhaps Everton yesterday, Sheffield United the other day, where you're expected to have more of the ball. You're expected to, to, to particularly also in home matches, um, when teams part the bus and you're expected to have that little bit of guile and creativity to open up those teams. Yet we're trying to play counter-attacking football with the ball, with 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 high possession. Because the whole point of counteractive counter, can't say the words. Um, the whole point of hitting teams on the counter is they've got the ball, and you know you're you're countering their attack and you're you're breaking forward at, at, at pace. But when you've got the ball and you've got the possession, you've got to do something with it. And I think that's I suppose a frustrating thing that we at the moment lack that creativity and goal. Certainly, Sheffield United. We just sort of they just sat deep a lot of the time. We just ran at them, but there's no space in behind, so just ran into them a lot of the time. And yesterday, I th- the both well, the way both teams set up just cancelled each other out. You need space to play on the counter, and that's great when you invite them on or from a corner or whatever. And then, and we've done that like that. The one Kane missed against West Ham was a fantastic um, sweeping move from. Uh, on the counter, do you remember the one he put just yep. past the yeah. post? Yep. I mean, that you know, that's exhilarating. But um, yeah, you, it's space. There, there, there just wasn't the space yesterday. All the desire, perhaps, you know, all the energy. Let's not. Again, I'm, I can't believe I'm de- defending Jose. Let's not kid ourselves that there were also times under Pochettino, certainly under AVB, even I remember under, under Redknapp, when teams, particularly at home, um, would, uh, White Hart Lane then, would come and park the bus. And sometimes it's really difficult to, to break those te- yeah, teams down. It is. When we were effective, um, there are two elements to, to breaking I think, the team down. One, you need a player like, dare I say, somebody like Christian Eriksen, um, who can... Who was that little bit different to the other players we had on the team? Who can who can find that pass? Even somebody like Deli Ali, who I wouldn't say is an you know an Ericsson type or a, or a number ten, but he can he can make those forward runs, break into the box, get goals. He can also do those little nutmegs or those little flicks and tricks, which at, at times might appear like that he's showboating, but other times it, it can be that little little bit of difference. And, and I don't think we've got well we've got Deli who's not. He was injured last night, um, and his form has been up and down. I'm not sure. I don't think we're playing to his strengths. I think that's part of the pro- problem there. Mm. Um, we don't have an Ericsson player. That's fine. You know, we move on. But we've got players like Don Bele and Lacelso in the squad. So, the, you know, what's happening with Don Bele? I don't know. But we need we, we need to be utilising those talents. And I think the other way of getting behind teams is, is width. I was having a conversation last night with a couple of Spurs fans, and um, and we we're all lamenting the fact that if you look at other teams, they, they, they'll, they'll get balls in from the byline, they'll use the width, and we seldom do, and sometimes we'll get to the 18-yard box, and then we'll just pass it around, and it's just really slow, and and teams, have, by that point, the, the opposition have got banks to fall. And we used to break that down in one of two ways. Under Harry Redknapp, we played four four two, and we had wingers. We had like a Lennon and a Bale, okay, Cranchar, maybe you could cut in from the left. We had the width there. We haven't really played with with wingers since. Um, but what we what we did have, for example, under Pochettino, was two fullbacks in Danny Rose and Carl Walker. Who's I don't think their delivery was actually the best, but they did have lots of pace and they had lots of energy. Um, Back in the day, and that's how we would stretch stretch teams. Um, and we're not doing that at the moment. We, we don't we, we don't have dynamic full back full backs that can get behind the opposition uh, defences and, and get balls in. And we we're not we don't have that creativity as well in the middle of the park. No, well, I mean that's pretty obvious. I think. I mean, one thing on which we've said. I think everyone's probably said at some stage when we had Walker and Rose at their at their best, mm-hmm. you had to look at that central midfield as well, which you know gave them that license. But it's true. What what pace down the wings give you gives you it just sort of cuts through other teams' tactical setups and, and sort of creates chaos. Uh, we do have wingers. I mean, we've got Lucas Moura, we've got Bergwijn, we've got Son, but they don't really play in the same way that. Um, 
that Lennon or Bale did. Though they're, they're probably quite, probably quite si- more similar in some ways to Mane and Salah, just not as perhaps as <laughs> as good. Or Mares, you know, he comes yeah. in all the time as well. I just think that person that though we've got Lacelson, well, if he ever wants to play and Um we need someone to set in early in that midfield early the sort of you know in front of the back four and you've got to work it through the, through the lines and then out wide at the moment we mm-hmm. just it's very staccato in midfield maybe Lo Celso is that person he's meant to be that person isn't he that who's creative and breaks the lines you know he dribbles more than, than Ericsson did but we don't have Ericsson there aren't that many like Ericsson we need to perhaps change the way we play but we've, we've also got I know lots of fans get give him a stick but we've also got Lamella who's yeah, um, I like Lamella yeah I mean what did he he started the first match I think after the restart and he's been involved off the bench in the other games yeah. you've got talent there you've got Lamella even if you can't blast a 90 you've got the option of him you've got You've got Delhi, who we should be utilising in terms of running off Kane. I think that's his best best position, getting the box, getting goals, um, and and yeah, and, and Dombele and and Celso. Surely, I think Lamella is really creative. What he isn't is consistently creative. Yeah. If you look back at, over, I mean, the goal at Man City for Ericsson, there was a lovely little chip over for Rose. He, he set up another great goal the other day. He can play those defence split in passes. In fact. He tries lots of them. That's partly why he gives them away. He gives the ball away so often because he is trying that little bit extra dif- difference. What he does do sometimes is he holds on to it far too long. Yeah. And, you know, sort of meander, playing his own game sometimes, cutting inside or going backwards. But with what we've got at the moment, unless Lo Celso is going to, you know, be given that license in, the, in that number, say, 10 role... Lamella's very good at it. He's as good as we've got. Maybe he won't win you the league. Maybe he isn't that creative consistently. But, it, but you know, there are times he's he does some fantastic things. Mm. And that ball for Sun to cross the ball for game for the goal at Sheffield United. Yeah. an incredible pass. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I, did, I, I think it's... Um, I think on certain players, Dombele being one of them, this is the perfect opportunity these games for him to play to get a run in. Um, if he's not, if he doesn't fit into Jose's plans, fine. Then we need to just move him on in the summer. And we need to get we need to get some players in that that are, you know, are Jose's choice. But we do need we do need that bit of guile and creativity. Um, if it's not going to come from, I don't think Lascelles is going anywhere. But if it's not going to come from Don Bele, then we need to we need to move him on and get get somebody else who who, who is trusted by the manager to do that. I mean, it was said on the pod probably all of them since the project restart. Um, I know you've said it. I'm sure other people have said it. Um, he's obviously not doing something in training, or they've had a complete fallout because Poch yeah. wouldn't play him either, or he's just not in condition. I mean, but how can he not be in some condition to play, uh, you know, 20 minutes even, half an hour? I can't, He came on at Sheffield United, didn't he? Mm, I can't even yeah. remember how he played. How did he yeah, play? I can't, I can't, I can't blur, <laughs> blur each game from one, one game to the next. Well, Kocha and Moo are not idiots, are they? And then no. Neither of them want to trust him. And, and that was a point that was made in the pod. It's not one I've invented. There must be uh, something to it. That, that's the thing. I, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not somebody who... Sees five minutes of him, um, uh, do you know? Have a few nice touches and and Fred a ball in. Think, oh wow, he's got to, well, he's got to start, he's got to start. There's always this clamour I see from from fans, um, you know. And, and I think there must be, there's no smoke without fire. There must be something there that both Poch and Mourinho see. But I'm I'm just slightly frustrated that beforehand, before the restart, he was maybe in and out of the team. Given a few chances, um, and now he's not getting looking at all, hardly, very, you know. And you would have thought this would be the opportunity for him to. I don't know if it's a bit dramatic to say it's make or break, but you know, for him to maybe showcase his talents and actually say to the manager, "Look, um, I'm here. I'm here for the long haul. I've got, I've got, I'm, I'm a decent player," and for him to. For, for, for Jose to have something to think about over the summer, um, but as it is, he's not getting anywhere. 
well, he's, he's made a few of the benches, but he just seems far removed. It's almost like Jose's team selection these last few matches has been, has been very conservative with small C, like in terms of uh, very cautious, you know, just he's not willing to give, I don't know, Skip a chance or no. or Blood Dombele or Session. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, right, David Fornell, would you accept winning games like this for the rest of the season? Right, well, I mean, if the choice is to win games like this the rest of the season or lose them, then, then you'd have to go with <laughs> you'd have to go with winning games like that for the rest of the season. I think it depends on a little bit something that we touched on earlier, what he wants out of these um, last, what are now, six games. Does six still, or is it five? Well, five or six. We had nine, yeah. didn't we? Nine or ten. And, and nine. we were thinking, right, we've got to just go for Champions League. Then we're now we're looking at perhaps Europe, Europa yeah. League. Maybe, you know, after next weekend, you know, we're not looking at anything. Maybe then he'll play Skip, Sessignon, or whatever. It's hard to know what's in his mind because personally, you know, and it, obviously it's easy for me to say, you know, I'm not on win bonuses, it's not my job on the line, etc., etc. I'd rather we had a we had a bit of an overhaul, played Skip, played Sessignon, played some of these people and had a bit of a go and had a bit of a... You know, some fun because I'd personally not thought that we would get Champions League or Europa League, but obviously he has to he has to believe that. One thing I would say is I know it's a bit silly, but Spurs stand for something. You know, it's all over the it's all over the stadium. Mm. Game is about glory. To dare is to do, and it, it looks a bit silly when you know you're trying to hang on against Norwich at, at home. You know, and. I don't know. I like to see us play with a bit of style and verve. Obviously, you don't want to lose lots of games, but when you're going nowhere like we are at the moment, I don't know. Is he planning for next season? Is he looking at players to see who he wants to keep who, who and who he doesn't? Well, if he does, if that's what he wants, why is he not playing some of them? Yeah. To have a look at them. I, I mean, I just it's, it's a confused answer because I'm very confused. I'm not sure what's in his in his head. First half yesterday. He barely got off the bench, did he? I don't know. Mm. This is a man who used to kick every ball. So five, I'd love to split the table. We've got five matches left, so potentially that's 15 points there at stake. Now, if we... I'm getting ahead of ourselves, but if we did if we did win all five matches, let's just say for the sake of argument, 1-0, um, that's 15 points. We'd go up to... We're on 48 now. We'd go up to 63, if I've done the maths correctly. Um, which is okay, which is a reasonable toll. I mean, the, 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 I think 63 a few, or 60 plus a few seasons ago would get you top five, sort of fifth, possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, if we, I suppose to answer David's question, I mean, it's painful. It's painful watching, watching it. But it's only five matches. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd take five. If, if we win all five games and get three points, um, that should. Stand us, and we're not going to win the qualifier of the Champions League. I mean, that's completely out now. But it should at least give us a Europa slot. It should hopefully, well, actually, if we win all five, we'll finish above Arsenal because by virtue and we'll of the beat fact, them. <laughs> yeah, well, but yeah, we, well, that's by, by by virtue of the fact that there's only a point between both both teams. So if we won all five, uh, including beating them along the way, we would finish above them regardless of what what what, what they do. Uh, so that would move us into what seventh? It might even move us higher. Now the results go away, we might get six. So uh, I would take that for the remainder of the season. But I just hope it's not. This isn't the sign of things to come. I don't want us to put, be playing this sort of football next season. I've just seen too much on Twitter. Too many people being accepting of last night's result, saying, "Oh well, you know, I, I take one nil wins. It's all about trophies, that sort of thing." And yes, trophies are important. I, I really want us to win trophies, but. Um, but why would he play enjoy- this way now if he wasn't going to play this way next season? There wouldn't be. Uh, a, what? Why is he well, not? Well, I think uh, you'd like to think that next season um, he's got a few players in. He's he's he shaped the squad the way he wants it, and then he can sort of stamp his authority on the team and play the way that he wants to play. And now it's just him botching together with what he's got and getting through a handful of games. But yeah, I mean, you, I suppose. Why can't we win the games but play slightly I mean, I more attractive play football? Different, too many different systems. So even if the players he's got now he doesn't think are of the requisite quality, mm. you at least play the system that you yeah. want to play. Yeah. So 
okay, if you don't think, I don't know, you don't think Sissoko is in that in that position, what you want, or Winks, and next year you next season you hope to have someone better, or maybe can do slightly different things. I don't think the system or the or the strategy is necessarily going to change. Mm. I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Would we take all next season winning like this and win the title one no. year like this? Who knows? I, I don't know the answer to that. It's easy for me to say now. You know, if we go through performances like that yesterday, win one nil every single game, and then they've got the cup out, I'm sure I'd be very excited. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I just I think for, I mean for, for me, football's about enjoying well, of course, enjoying yes. the experience, and and the thing with trophies. This is going to sound as though I don't want trophies, or I don't care. Of course, of course, I care. Trophies are a fleeting moment, right? You win a trophy, it's great, yeah. You know, they are memorable occasions. But then you go again next season, right? And and you put away all the great teams. So the, the put away the medals. They did right. Right now we go again, right? It's, and it's 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 a it's a moment, um, and we seem to get a little bit. Um, obsessed with that moment, and I, I, I just, I, for me, I, I enjoy the experience of going to football, or even if I'm not going to it, watching it at home if I can't go, and you know, and, and watching great football, and and yeah, winning matches along the way, and and I felt over the last whatever it was, sort of between 2015 to to last year 2019 although there was a definite definite decline in in, in the in the in the last six months of, of or sorry the first six months of 2019 in uh, in, in the league campaign albeit we, we got to the champions league final i was enjoying the ride it was of course it was frustrating if anything that we didn't have anything to show for it at the end of it but i can genuinely say that was a more enjoyable time as a spurs fan than for example in uh 0708 when we won the league cup 9899 when we, when we won the league cup um when we played when we had you know apart from say if you like 9899 we had Shinola and we had Anderton and then I'm struggling to think who else we had that was of any quality you know they, they were dire times at that point you know they would they were they were great those those victories but they were like one off one off occasions. Um, either side of it, we we played. There was some there was some woeful football and lots of defeats. And 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 for, for me, football's enjoy, enjoyment. And I, and I, and I, and, I, and yes, it would be great to get a trophy at the end of end of it. But I wouldn't want to do it at the expense of just playing one nil, getting having one nil matches each week, um, like we did, and playing football like we did last night. So I, I hope there is something more to come from Jose's team. Something slightly more easier on the eye, should we say? Mm-hmm. And the fly in the ointment with the argument that, oh, well, you know, you win ugly, but you win, is if you don't win the trophies, mm. you're left with ugly football. Absolutely. <laughs> Which no one seems to mention, you know, it's all about, oh, well, you know, if, we, if, we, if we're really solid and we're really, you know, determined and we squeeze the life out of games and, and win them, but when you don't, which mm. in modern football now, you look at the teams who are winning in England... You know, you'd have to buck the trend, wouldn't you? Playing that way, when you look at not just that they're winning, but how far ahead Liverpool and City particularly are. You know, I mean, it's Liver- not an either or. Why, you know, why can't you just? Uh, yeah, Liverpool are a great example of what, what we what we could have become, yeah. what we should have become. Um, they they're winning, they're winning trophies. Finally, they didn't do it straight away under Klopp. They were in a sort of po- Pochettino phase with Klopp initially they were building there was a project I know football fans hate that word um, but they were playing good stuff and eventually they, 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 they've got to a position now where they are winning trophies um, it's just, it's like us have to build Jav because we haven't got the money just to really yeah. buy a team you know? and, and that's absolutely fine but I, but I don't time. but I don't think we should be accepting of, of, of thinking that the only way we can win trophies is going to be by grinding out one nil wins, or that that's palatable to the fans, even if we get a trophy at the end of it, because I don't think it is. You know, the game mm. is about glory. Yes, it's about it's about trophies, but it, it, it we, at Spurs we we brought up on a tradition for good football. Um, even if it's even if even if some of the glories of winning league titles and doubles are long before a lot of us were were, were born and 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 whatnot. But 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 it's that tradition and that history that that that. 
teams and fans in subsequent generations have, have aspired to, um, to, 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 to 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 get to those heights. Um, if we wanted to watch a team win win one nil, or we, we wouldn't be following Spurs, we'd be, no. probably be following somebody else. So it, it, the game is about glory, and I just I just hope that that we do win those trophies, but we do it in the right way. And as for the rest of the season, I mean, it's five games. I'm I'm sure I can stick uh, knitting needles in my eyes for five more matches. Um, if it means we win one nil, but I don't think I can do it for the entire course of of of, of, of a season. Yeah. Um, I think one important point, Jav, is that yeah. Liverpool do both. Liverpool yeah. play fantastic football, really exciting, really fast, but, really exhilarating. But if they need to just squeeze the life out of a game, well, they did it to us, mm-hmm. you know, in Madrid. Yeah, they need to. They can do that as well, and that's what you need. And but we look like we can't do the exhilarating stuff at the moment. We can only do the. But, you know, like you say, it's going to take time. We have mm. to build. Are people patient enough? Is Mourinho going to buck the trend in terms of how long he stays at a club? All these things are to be seen. You know, who can we buy? Who's going to come in? You yeah. know, I mean, there's lots of imponderables. I think with the players we have as well, we can still we can still have more of a go, in my mm. opinion. Yeah. You know, you've got, you've got Kane, you've got Lascelles. Last night, Lascelles' son... Lucas Moura, Bergwijn came on. You've got Lamella. You know, for all that he's not, he's not Hoddle. You know, Sissoko can break lines and can be exciting as well in that way. We can, we can do more, I think. But we'll see. That's just my opinion. Lots of people are quite happy with just, you know, it's like, you know, it's like Catanacho, isn't it? <laughs> Um, right uh, question from Kent Goodrich who commented just says can the season end fast enough for you yeah it can um, just 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 like, just just finish it now right just give us five wins one nil wins right to, to save us watching watching watch, <laughs> watching games like last night and and then if and we'll see whether whether put, put it in a put it in like a computer generator thing right and uh just see where we end up. Um, I like to see the games, though. I mean, that's one reason I like being in the Europa League because it's just it's more games, isn't it? I mean, I, you know, I live a long way away now, and I'm like you. I don't have to, you know, I don't have to travel there and pay mm. a fortune. You know, so it's different for me. I just like to, I just like to watch Spurs play. And even though last night was really turgid, you know, I never thought for a second of not watching it. You know, and I was pleased during the day that there was a game in the evening to look forward to. So, but yeah, I mean, it'll be good when it, this season's over. It's just, it's just dragged, it's, it's dragged out. I, I get, for, I understand for Liverpool fans, they need that closure. They need to, they've won the league now, so that's that's. And I understand for the teams at the bottom of the table, they want the closure. But for a lot of other teams, I mean, it's just, oh, it's just painful. I just wish it just. Well, it will soon be over, won't it? It won't yeah. it's not now. It will soon be over. How, well, I don't even know. Is there is there a date for the new season? I, I don't know. Um, I think, no, there hasn't been a date confirmed. But I think, I mean, the Champions League is taking place in the August yeah. mini-tournament. Mini so, effectively, we're looking at September. I, I heard somewhere that the transfer window, the latest that UEFA said... Um, the, 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 the end, normally, normally it's what end of August or beginning of September the transfer window closes. And I know this was in the last couple of seasons. There's, there's been a difference with when it closes in in mainland Europe and and and, and in the Premier League. Um, but they're saying the end of September. Um, so possibly, if you take that look at that as an indicator, maybe early September the season will start. But nothing's been confirmed. Right, we've been talking for about half an hour or just over half an hour. We haven't mentioned. The probably the most important incident, the only memorable one from last night, which was the Hugo and Son incident before half time. So, uh, uh, question for or comment from uh, Zoe Pearson. She says, "Is that the most dynamic we've ever seen, Larice, in terms of leadership?" And then Kent Goodrich, who says, "Who wins?" A rangy, brooding Frenchman with crisp packet wrists, or a smiling lad who? Just spent a blood-soaked month in the Korean army. <laughs> well, it, it was odd though, wasn't it? Because he mm. proper lost his uh, temper, Hugo. 
I mean, really seemed to lose his temper. I mean, I, I've been listening to a couple. Of, I listened to, I think it's ESPN or someone. As Craig Burley and Steve Nichols, and this goes on all the time. Maybe usually in the dressing room, so it was a bit unusual to go on the pitch. But I wouldn't worry about it. This goes on all the time, and I would say, well, up to a point. But if they, if those players weren't there, he looked like Hugo was going to hit him, which suggests something a little bit more. So I was a little bit more worried than than lots of people seem to have been. Um, but they they made up and and whatever. I don't know if that's the most uh, dynamic we've seen in, in terms of leadership, in terms of Lloris, probably. It certainly, was, it was absolutely furious. Yeah. I mean, I, and, and, and my money's on, um, my money's on uh, Sonny, because I'm sure he would have learned a trick or two in the, <laughs> on, the, yeah. on the national service. <laughs> I think it's I think it's to answer Zoe's question. I think it's certainly the most visible manifestation of Lloris showing uh leadership or anger or whatever uh, in public um, but i'm sure that, like stuff like that goes on behind the dressing room we just don't see it my i've, I've i don't know what your take on this is but a lot of people uh, i've seen a lot of fans saying that yeah you know, that was great it was the right thing to do and it was it was good for it was good that hugo gave son a bollocking and, and why why you know this is what he should be doing and 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 I mean Jose after the match said it was beautiful. Um, <laughs> my view is I'm perfectly fine with that, and I think that it happens in football and players. You know, it happens sometimes on the training pitch, it happens in the dressing room, it happens sometimes on the field of play. I just think that that should have been done in the dressing room, particularly the time at which it happened. Half time whistle had been blown. They were heading down the tunnel. Couldn't they have just waited 30 seconds or a minute or however long it takes to get to the tunnel? And then for particularly if the incident happened a few minutes before. Um, sure, if, it, if, at the, if at the very time that it happened, um, let's just say the player, not Hugo, but somebody who was in close proximity to Son had a go at him. I get that. And that happens sometimes. But the fact that it, this happened a few minutes before and they were heading down the tunnel anyway, he could have just, Hugo could have just waited. They didn't have to... There didn't have to be a public display. I, I didn't. I didn't like that. I just no, didn't. I mean, as didn't I said it. before, that's why. That's why I. I thought it was real indiscipline from Hugo, and that's why I was more worried than I've seen. Other people seem to be uh, completely lost his. Uh, he lost his cool, mm. and and I think. I think that's a negative. You know, on the pitch, going off. I would agree with you. Proof will be in the pudding, won't it? We'll see how they how they react. I mean, <laughs> the they seemed fi- they seemed fine afterwards. Um, they seemed yeah. to put put it lifted him up. Put it, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, they seemed to put put it. I wonder why why got quite so upset. I, you know? I don't. I don't said. I, I, I don't. I don't read too much into it. In that you know, I don't think there's there's a problem between those those players. Uh, initially, it looked bad. But I don't. I don't think there's any issues there, and 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 that's probably the right thing to do if we've got a reaction after. I just think that you know, if it happened, if it was there and then. And Hugo had 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 a given rollicking, then fine. But it, it was several minutes had passed, and the whistle had blown, and they were heading down the tunnel. Mm. Couldn't have Hugo just waited? You know, it's almost like if if you're a parent and you want to chastise your child, you don't do it in public. You don't you you do it some you, some, you do it behind closed doors, and 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 particularly sort of <laughs> very close to getting into the dressing room a little bit of self-control could have been ex- ex- exercised i don't think it's as binary as um oh no it's it's fine it's perfectly acceptable he should have done it on the pitch or no it's not for me it's just that fact that it's just that it, they were that close you know they were you know could have just waited 30 seconds and then he could have done it in close order it didn't have to be a public display but anyway but you wonder if I mean again I'm making two and two equals five but you know we've got players jumping into the crowd we've got players fighting on the pitch the team are not playing very fluently or with much confidence I don't know it all sort of if you sort of put it all together it's it's perhaps a bit bleaker than uh, maybe just it is on its own I'll tell you one thing that that, that, that all of all of that points to me the fact that, that, that they do care you hear this often oh, yeah. that the, 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 the fans say oh, they don't care they don't play for the shirt and so, yeah sometimes it, that's shown in you know some of the performances you know, I think of the Brighton match earlier the season um, but they do care um, yeah. and, I mean, and I, I was at that I mean I just, the yeah. only game I've seen I was at that Brighton game and I think sometimes though 
It's not that even that they don't care. I think that at that day, it just seemed like after the um, Bayern Munich game and all the problems they probably had since since the uh, the Madrid uh, defeat, you just some they're just human. Sometimes mm. you just can't get yourself get yourself going. It doesn't mean necessarily it doesn't care. We think they don't care because they're not running around punching people, or even if they are yesterday, <laughs> allowed to. We don't think that means that they care. I think even sometimes when they're really soporific or they're really you know, like yesterday, I don't think it's because they don't care. I just think, you know, maybe no crowd, there's low confidence, they're not playing fluently after 10 minutes, you know, they're being cancelled out. It's hard work and maybe just they can't make that emotional emotional leap. But I I, I, I rarely think that they don't care, to be honest, yeah. our players. I, you know, but maybe I'm being deluded. F- frust- frustration sets in as well, you know, when results are going, going well. And I think some of some of that is, also, is a manifestation of, of 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 that. It's easy when when things are going well and you you know winning ten eleven games and playing great football, everybody's happy. So and Glory's um, got injured after two minutes, broke his arm at that bright, game yeah, at Brighton. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I think maybe that game at Newcastle when they lost five one that you were at, maybe yeah. that's somewhere you know. But again, that came on the back of losing the title. You know, really pressure, pressure the game at Stamford Bridge, all of this stuff. I still don't think it necessarily means they don't care. It's just they've got maybe nothing. They just can't get over that hump. If you yeah, like. yeah. And maybe only, they just don't care. You know, I mean, they're, they're only knows. they're only human. I mean, we, we always hear that they're supposed to be professional, etc. They're human, so they're, they're they're not they're not robots to go out there and um, they're 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 as caught up in it. As much as we are, in a in a, in a different way, right? Uh, let's see. We've got about four or five questions. John Stables, another one from him. Would the stadium have been any fuller at the final whistle if the COVID lockdown didn't exist? Um, I, 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 all I would say on that, I will, all I would say on that is, from a personal experience, before the lockdown, I was, um, I went to the the last home league match that I went to was Wolves. That was before lockdown. And then we, we played Norwich after that in the cup at home. And I remember going to, I went to the Wolves one, but I was actually looking not to go. And that was the first time that I had, if I hadn't gone, it would have been the first time in, um, uh, since actually Poch- Pochettino took charge that I, I, I would have missed a home, a home league match. Mm. Um, and I was thinking of not going to the United game and the West Ham game. I was just completely disillusioned with it. And somebody might say, well, you know, you, you, that's not that's not the right attitude to have and you're giving up on the team. But I'd rather, I'd rather, I don't think it's right for somebody to be there if they can't be fully invested and get behind the team. And, and I just was feeling that I couldn't, I couldn't do that anymore. That's how I felt before lock, lock, before lockdown, and I just felt well, you know, I, I can put my ticket on uh, my season ticket on, on on exchange for for those matches and give the opportunities to somebody else to, to watch it. That's how I was feeling, but and I, I know there are others that are dissatisfied as well. But I think that for all the dissatisfaction, there's lots of people who say, "Oh, that's it. I'm fed up of X, Y, and Z, and that's I want to burn up my season ticket. I'm going to tear up my season." They say all of that. But they don't really follow through, um, so I don't know that it would have made a great deal of it. There is still an attraction with the if you're not a season ticket holder and, and you remember, which I was a few years ago, a few years ago when before the before White Hart Lane got knocked knocked down, actually before the final season because it was obviously a, everybody wanted to get tickets in that final season. But before the final season, as a member, you could pretty much get to every every home match every home league league game even you know even if you weren't season ticket holder you could get tickets online it would be a little bit of a ball late because you'd have to sit there on a monday morning usually if you're at work um, which which was always a bit challenging um uh staring at a screen with a with an hourglass or a, a, a wheel of doom as it was called waiting for your ki- place in the queue to get a ticket but generally you could get tickets now as a member it's so much more difficult so there is still a novelty attraction with the stadium so i I don't know if fans were allowed in if it'd be any different i suspect people even if season ticket holders didn't show up or saw a small number didn't i'm sure that there would be plenty of people who 
don't get the opportunity to go or even tourist fans who would turn up just because it's just because they want to see the the shiny new stadium so that's that's my thoughts on that yeah, I wonder if John is getting that because it was just so awful. Mm. <laughs> like everyone yeah. would have left before, uh, and they probably would have been asleep with the with the um, summer air. They probably would have dozed off. So probably Cost. all have been there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know what the weather's like. To be honest, over, over uh, there, it's it's about twenty twenty one. Right. It's a little bit like last night. I mean, this is one thing cooler. as well. This summer football, I'm sure David will remember. I remember when I when I was young in the 70s, particularly in the 80s as well. Every now and again, in football magazines, every now and again you'd get, you know, when because certainly in those days you, know, you had sort of gates were starting to decline, you know, hooliganism, you know, all sorts of different things. And you, every now and again you'd get an article on summer football. Would that reinvigorate the game? You know, um, and I wonder if. I don't know if it's you know it must be is it it's been quite warm in the UK hasn't it yeah. I don't know if I don't know if that plays a part in some of these sort of slowish meandering games that some of the games I've seen I I don't know but um it didn't look particularly hot I mean uh, Ancelotti had his jacket on last mm. night and Mourinho I mean it was I, pleasant I it was pleasant it, examples it, it, of why yeah. it might be but I remember, always remembers this thing about summer football that that would reinvigorate bring the crowds back you know because it would be better weather rather than standing in some awful crumbling uh, um, you know not necessarily at the very top level but you know crumbling uh, terraces you know with with a wagon wheel and bovril mm. to look forward to at half time that summer football might reinvigorate it and now we actually have for the first time ever summer league football and uh, yeah. it's all a bit extenuating circumstances of covid and everything yeah i don't know just uh, just just came to mind then at least every now and again summer football that's what we need <laughs> right uh, <laughs> if, if not no um they didn't get the memo um right question from uh spurs liam twitter analyst at spurs liam seven um i've never been so dissatisfied with the spurs win luckily for us everson couldn't convert any of, any of the free kicks they had are we now a mid-table team well, we are statistically, aren't we? I believe yeah. we're ninth. <coughs> I mean, what's it? Twenty teams. I suppose we're mm-hmm. just just above mid-table. But, we um, are eighth. Yeah. Well, if you look at the top um, five or six, we're probably not playing as well as them at the moment. We're pra- probably playing on the par with the ones slightly below that. So, yeah, at the moment we're playing like a mid-table team. Yeah. I think we can do better, but that's just my uh, my view. Agree. I mean, I think we're what, what we're not anymore, unfortunately, is Champions League team. Um, we, we consistently, we, for four seasons, we, we qualified. Um, we finished some, somewhere in the top four, um, uh, and now I say we're a top six, top five, or top six team. But unfortunately, you've now got if you take the top six. Teams, but, but I don't mean the positions at the moment. I mean the the ones who have been sort of fighting for top four the last season, for a few seasons. So Man City, Man United, Liverpool, ourselves, Arsenal, and Chelsea. Six doesn't go in, go into four. So two teams always miss out, right? But now we've got the emergence of Wolves um, in there in in the mix. Um, uh, I mean Sheffield United. I don't know that they're going to be there next season. Leicester, um, Leicester, Leicester, of course. And you've got, and you've also got, possibly, maybe, who knows? Under Ancelotti, they, Everton might might be yeah. somebody who can break into that top six next season, or or some or some other team, a bit like Sheffield United this season that we, that we don't know. So, I think we've got a bit of a challenge on our hands to to even. I think we were, I think we can certainly. Getting top four next season isn't impossible, and I think certainly getting top six, I wouldn't be surprised if we if we finish fifth or fifth or six. But it will, it's much more difficult now with the emergence of the, of those teams, and I think you've got to respect that. You've got to, you've got to respect the, the competitive nature of the league, and some of these teams are doing better, and I think that puts the onus on us to to up our game even more. Yeah, um, I think it's a really good thing that there are lots of good teams, you know. That are of a similar level, you know. It's a shame for us at the moment we've slipped a bit, and uh, you know we, we've we've come down in the table. There were, there was a period not too long ago when Arsenal weren't great shakes or Chelsea weren't great shakes, but would still just get fourth. Maybe we did that ourselves um, to an extent last last season, you know, where 
the weaknesses of others maybe helped us in the end. Though I still think, you know, the injuries, etc., etc., that we we focused on the Champions League, you know, and that that had a detrimental effect on the on the league position, on the league form. But um, we, I think, if you look at Liverpool, Man United, Chelsea, Arsenal, all missed out on Champions League football in the last few seasons. What you know, Spurs. Other than I think. I think I'm right. I could be. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that other than a run in the early '60s, Pochettino had the most consecutive top four um, finishes in our whole history. Yep. You know, we're not a club that has ten-year, you know, seven to ten-year um, really competitive streaks. Even when we were good in the '80s, we had the odd season where we where we fell we fell back. 85-86 you know so that's the sort of club we are I know that the whole idea is that the new stadium the revenue etc etc puts us in the position because the idea is that football as it goes forward becomes more consolidated unfortunately and so we become it becomes very difficult to dislodge us from the Champions League but we're nowhere near that at the moment and Covid's completely put the spanner in the works hasn't it? I don't think we are a mid-table team, but we're playing like a mid-table mm. team, and you, can't, you, know, you can't really argue against that. Agree. Um, right, final three questions. Uh, Mark Stoll, Giovanni Lacelso, central midfield or up front behind Kane? What do you think? I think uh, I think he can do both, but I think if he's going to play deeper, um, then I think he needs somebody alongside him that can do. Um, free him up you mean yeah yeah basically yeah yeah well apparently I only heard this the other the other day somewhere I can't even remember where he scored lots of goals for um, Betis last season I mean 15-16 apparently playing mm-hmm. sort of in that sort of number 10-ish role um, but he seems to me he seems to run a lot with the ball I know he passes and moves but he runs a lot with the ball is that because he's starting deep or is that is that his game I'm not really sure to be honest, what, how was it last night? I can't even last night. He seemed to be running a lot with the ball. And yeah. If you're playing the number ten, you're going to run out of space, aren't you? Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Like Eric's I, I've seen for Argentina, he often plays wide. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I'm not. I, I, as I said, I think I think he can do both. Really, yeah. I'm not comfortable with with either I think I think he can be effective for the, for the team in both other than I just think he needs somebody alongside him if he plays a deeper role and who else do we work. have to play central midfielder up front behind Kane I suppose that's the other thing so if we've got somebody there further forwards then then I suppose you wouldn't look to play him further forward you'd look mm-hmm. to play him deep or if you've got somebody deep who can do that role and maybe that would f- you can do a sort of like a, I don't know, like a Dembele type, a deeper midfield or a Modric type role, then that could free up um, Lacelso to play further forward. For, I mean, for, for me, basically, the bottom line is he's a talent. And, and going back to something I said a few weeks ago on the pod, uh, I think that he is one of four players I would pick, or I would always pick, which would be the other, the other three being Son, Kane, and Deli Ali. And I know Deli Ali's had, 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 has, has had some. Hasn't had some great f- form recently, and some fans have even said we should move him on and 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 cash in. I would uh, these are these four players I would have in the team, and I would make it work somehow. I mean, K- Kane would be the pivot. Delhi, ideally for me, would be playing off Kane. Would be playing off Kane. Um, Son would probably be playing either off, either with Delhi off Kane, or would be coming in from the left. And Lacelso would I'd fit him in somewhere. He's off colour, son, isn't he? At the moment, he, he had a few, couple, few more runs. Him and Lucas second half, and he had a mm. couple of shots from sometimes from those impossible angles when you'd rather he he crossed it maybe. So he perked up a bit more second half, but he's been really off colour, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd like to keep quite a few of them. You know, it's just how you play them. I think we've still got lots of good players. Yep. Okay, last two questions. Uh, Felix Tando to that's his Twitter handle. Given our current form this season and, and our current playing style, do we deserve Champions League football next season? Well, deserves a strange one in football, isn't it? I don't think we're playing. I've just said we're playing like a mid-table team, so I don't yeah. think I could stretch it to that we deserve to play Champions League football. 
No, I that, we're, we're not. I think we're we're way off that anyway, and I don't think we we warrant that. Um, we had two chances earlier this season when when we played Chelsea yeah. to beat them and to go above them and get into the top four, and we blew it on both occasions. And I think a team, a team that does that isn't worthy of Champions League football. And Chelsea lost last week, and we would go to Sheffield United and blow it. So yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. No, we don't. We don't deserve it. Well, we we're not a Champions League. We're not one of the top <laughs> four teams in the country at the moment. Okay. Um, yes, you're fine. Right, final. When you think I'm going to on, I don't blame you. I'm not going to watch. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> I've, ju- I've just realised. Sorry, I've just, just realised we haven't actually talked about Bournemouth and Arsenal. We've got those games yeah, next. Um, very, now. very, very, very briefly before we get onto that final question, which I'm I'm I'm, I'm dying to hear your thoughts, <laughs> and, and I'm sure listeners are, um, although they don't know what the question is. But um, very briefly, Bournemouth next and Arsenal. Um, uh, in light of everything we've said about how we played last night and how we've been playing this season. How are you feeling about both of these matches? Well, I would absolutely take the same performance and a 1-0 win against Arsenal. Yeah, I really don't, yep. you know, so I'm contradicting myself. Now, mm-hmm. Bournemouth, well, they're they're in dire straits, aren't they, Bournemouth? I really like to, I really hope we go there and open up a bit. Surely we can beat Bournemouth. Surely we can be brave. And mind you, having said that, at first half at Sheffield United, I didn't think we played too bad at all. Um... Well, we've got to beat Bournemouth, and we've because they're Bournemouth and we're Spurs. And yep. the second one, even you know, not that we always beat them, but uh, and the second one, we have to beat Arsenal because they're Arsenal. But I'm not. I think all three results are, are possible in both games. Yeah, and no, I'd, I'd, I'd agree with you about Arsenal. I would. T- I would take a one-nil win against them, playing like we did yesterday. That's. I'd, I'd, I'll take that right now. Um, I. My prediction is that will probably be a one-all draw. I just think, but we'll see. Um, uh, the, the, sorry, uh, the Arsenal match. Arsenal one, okay. And and Bournemouth. What do I think? I think Bournemouth. We will. I think that. I mean, they're pretty poor, and I think we should really go there and get 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 a win and play some good stuff. And I mean, the onus will be on them somewhat yeah. to come out, and that that's could that point. could help they'll us to, as well. Just sit back like they often do again. That's yeah. A good point. yeah, yeah. They're running out of games, and they need results. I mean, the 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 cynical side of me feels well. This is going to be a match where they're they're desperate for a result, and they end up getting one here. But um, I, they just really look poor. And I think if they do come out, we've we should we've got the pace to hit them on the counter. Um, and generally, historically, when we've played Bournemouth in the Premier League, although there have been a couple of except- exceptions when we lost to them last season in that game towards the end of the season when we had Foyth and Son sent off, and that was just before the Ajax uh, second leg, and there was another time a few seasons back when we drew nil-nil. Mm. Generally, we've beaten them convinc- so convincingly. Yeah, and 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 it's been. Um, I was going to say they play open football, and, I, and that's that's yeah. always that's always played into I think our hands. That's the key is that they're going to have to come on to us. Surely we're good enough to destroy them on the break. They lost four one at home to Newcastle. Yeah, I know yeah. Every, every night's different when you play, but surely we can beat them. Yeah, the Arsenal one. I just want it over and not to have lost. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Final question. This is one for you, Mark Stoll. Um, he asks. He asks you specifically. Spe- specifically, are there any players within our price range in Serie A that you think would be good purchases this summer or January? Hello, Mark. Firstly, I don't know how how um, how much people would cost in the current market. Um, I've, instead of saying I did have a look at it and I thought well please, this is just you know it's going to I'm doing it now it's going to send me down the avenue you know and you'll be going to bed I'm still waffling so what I thought I'd do is I'd just keep it to a couple of players in, in positions that I think and many people think that we need to strengthen if we need for example a um, backup to Kane there's this Duvan Zapata who's at Atalanta who's had bit of time out injured earlier this season but he's come back and is scoring again and he's a lovely player he's big he's strong but he's mobile he scores goals i think we could probably afford him from atalanta um whether he'd you know whether he'd come or not who knows and i think it's a bit of a myth i think in that 
Italian players are not particularly well paid. Some of them, I think, like for example, Ericsson is on more than he was when he was at Spurs, for example. Certainly, you know, they might be on more than Spurs because people like Chiesa, Bellotti, Zaniolo, who's this fantastic young talent, they're going to be really, really expensive, whether they deserve to be or not. Immobile as well, who's at Lazio's top scorer in Italy, probably won't want to come and play second fiddle. Mm-hmm. He could play up front with Kane. Often disappoints on the big occasion. Going to be really expensive. Chiesa, son of the former Palmer striker. Right, yeah, we spoke yeah. about him before. Yeah. Yeah. Again, he's he seems to be a bit injury prone, but he's a really exciting young player. But you know they're going to want seventy million. You know, sixty, seventy million. Maybe the whole COVID will have changed that. I don't know. But I would say. It- if I had to choose one that I know of, I'd go Duvan Zapata to be um, back up to. Is, is, is he the one, perhaps, that's maybe under the radar that we could get? That's, Duvan that's a real, Zapata? Yeah, that's a real well, talent. He until Atalanta are, you know, laying all before them in the Champions yeah, League. I, yeah. think they're, I think they're a wonderful team and they're really going to go for it. They're probably the ant- antithesis to us. I think in a to- little tournament, um, put my neck on the line here, in a little tournament set up like the Champions League's going to be, I think Atalanta could cause a, a problem or two for, for others. I hope so. So he's probably not under the radar now that, as he would have been maybe a year or two ago. Um, fullbacks, the, the best fullback in Italy, uh, playing in Italy at the moment for me, is this Tio Hernandez, who's uh, French. Well, he's French. He plays French international, so I'm sure lots of people will know him. But he sort of was brought up in Spain, I think, and, and played for Atletico and Real. But he's a really wonderful fast energetic strong left back and there's is there a, sorry go on just saying, is, is there a young Italian goalkeeper under the radar that there we is, could get as, well, some, I, I think there's Alex Merritt and I would have been really really confident about two, a month or two before the before the um, the uh, the lockdown but he's had, he made a couple of he's 24 so he's you know, not desperately young but he's you know for a goalkeeper he's you know he's on the young side but he made a couple of ricks and he lost a lot of confidence but I've seen the last couple of games that he's played, and he's played well. He looks really, really... I really like him. I think he looks a really good goalkeeper, but you never know, do you? Alex Merritt, who's at Napoli at the moment, he's really good. Okay. The other the other fullback I would mention is an interesting one is someone called Ola Aina at Torino, and he's a Londoner and was on, is one of those Chelsea low knees. He played for Hull, I think. Someone like Hull, might yeah. not Hull, but someone, and he's been on loan at Torino for the last couple of seasons, and I think they've just signed him this season. He's right-footed, but he's played mostly left back um, or left wing back for Torino, but he can, but he also plays right wing back. He's 23, 24. He's fast. He's strong. However, this season he hasn't kicked on as as much as I thought he might. He's still a little bit raw in his concentration, goes a little bit, but I think he might. You know, for someone who's affordable. I think he's he's someone who's very interesting. Central defender, I think we need, personally. Maybe other people disagree. Koulibaly's going to be too expensive. He was injured early on in the season and not playing well. I've watched the last couple of games again. He's, um, he's playing really well now, but Man City are in for him. He's too expensive. But Manolas, who, plays a lot, who Napoli bought to play alongside him this year from Roma, and everyone thought, that, well, that's cemented as the best central defensive partnership in Italy hasn't quite worked out that way they haven't quite gelled um, he's 29 I think he's really he's good in the air he's good on the ground he can play a bit you know I think he's a really and he's 29 he's got some experience Greek international okay and I think he's really really good defensive midfielder I don't think I've seen a top class defensive midfielder of the top, of a dire Wanyama type and if you look at the top teams in Italy Juve they want to they want to um revamp their midfield Lucas Leiva's had a good season for uh, Lazio but hasn't, doesn't, I'm not sure if he's still I haven't seen Lazio since the, the restart so I don't know if he's still playing obviously he's getting on a bit and, uh, and whatever but you've got a really nice player called Bentancur who's a Uruguayan who I'm sure lots of people will know who's really come into his own this season but he's more of a sort of winks play sort of you know gets the ball and passes it and moves and keeps things ticking over um, but Good God! Could you imagine another one of those in the team? Fans will no, just complain yeah. that he's passing the ball sideways. Yeah, but. I think if we let Winks do what Winks is good at, he'd be even better. I thought he had a good game yesterday, actually. Yeah, I like yeah. Winks a lot. No, I, I think, Yeah, I think... I, I agree. Would, I just... I'm being would, a bit Yeah, no, I know what you mean, though. Yeah, I mean, he does get some stick. There's this Tonali at Brescia, who's probably the best young. Him and Barella 
of Inter, probably the two best young um, Italian midfielders. But he's he's going to Inter, I think, already. Do you remember Luis Alberto, who played a few games for Liverpool years ago? I don't know if I didn't remember him at Liverpool. I've only known it since. But he's top assist man uh, for Lazio, and him and Milinkovic Savic, who everyone will know, they're really good players. But we have been linked with. Probably going to be expensive. I've I've read somewhere that we we have been linked with Savic, and 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 Jose wants him. Expensive. Yeah, I'm sure he does. He's a really good player. Scores goals, makes goals, big physical presence. Yeah, probably didn't, not been as amazing earlier on this season as perhaps in other seasons. And last year as well, he wasn't as good. But he's come back into it, I think, after Christmas from my memory. Um, so, yeah, there are lots of good players. Whether we can afford them or not, we, <laughs> I don't know if we've got any money. Have we? Mm. Well, we shall, we shall soon find but out. Yeah, there's summer. lots of good players, Mark. Lots and lots of good players. Okay, right. Um, we'll I be recording. That's no, that's absolutely fine. That's been a bit very in 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 enlightening. <laughs> right, we'll be recording the next podcast on Sunday. Until then, thank you, Gilly. Well, thank you, Jav. Thanks a lot. Thank you to our listeners. This has been the Tottenham Family Podcast. So bloody slow, you are the first team, the last team, my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run on to that green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's at its low tonight. We fought our team through thick and thin and all those boring nights. And when the game is done, we'll sing a song and talk it out all night. Hey! Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team, my dreams have ever seen. Pull on that lily white and run on to that green. Oh, we've seen them come, we've seen them go, the names up on our shirt. Gods have failed as men are hailed and faces in the dirt. Now gather round and sing it out and we'll talk out all the hurt.